Today I'm talking to Amit Buddha, a top real estate agent in Miami, Florida with Compass. Amit is an agent who connects with clients and markets through targeting, retargeting, and content that his potential clients actually care about. He talks about creating marketing that is valuable and that works by putting himself in the consumer's shoes. He uses marketing that stands out while connecting on a deep level through empathy and his real estate experience and expertise. Today, we talk about how to think like your customer to double your business. Thanks for listening to the Jerry Metcalf podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. This podcast is to share knowledge for realtors and raise awareness for Give Back Homes, where real estate professionals work together for social good. Jet Centers Aviation, Bentley Atlanta, Legends Global, thank you for your sponsorship. All right, everybody, it's the Jerry Metcalf podcast where top real estate agents tell how they do it. And today we have from my selling real estate in Miami and the Miami beaches with Compass is Amit Buddha. Amit, we have known one another for two or three years now. We met in Miami yes. at a convention and have kept in touch. And you have been inspiring me with, you know, all of your support and everything you're doing. And we finally have you on the show. Happy to be here. Tell us a little about yourself. What got, what made you crazy enough to get into this business? <laughs> a lot of things. So I went to college and I did finance. And outside of finance, my first job was, you know what most people do after they um, get a degree in finance, they go in the car business. So obviously it was way different than most people do. A friend of mine, actually she lives in Atlanta. She graduated college from uh, the same time I did. And she saw an ad, it didn't say what the ad was for. And uh, to make a long story short, we were in the car business. I was in the car business 11 years. Oh, wow. So yeah. getting into real estate for most people, it's, that's, it was probably like, you, most people it's difficult. That might've been easy for you after being in the car business. Um, I thought it was a good transition because I was a sales manager and finance manager there. And a car is usually the person's second biggest ticket item. Mm-hmm. And um, so I thought a house being the first would be a good transition. Also, um, in the car business, back this was a long time ago, um, maybe older than people think. I hope <laughs> not old, not younger than uh, they. I guess I'm younger than they think. Usually, I'm 49. And oh, wow! Back in, yeah. So I was going 90- like 35, but anyway. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're really nice. So when I was in the car business, it was in the 90s. So back then there was no, the internet didn't really exist that much and there wasn't Facebook or anything else like that. So I used to call people on their birthdays. I used to do the Facebook before Facebook. And because of that, I was able to establish a lot of nice relationships. And I thought going into real estate would be good with that. Awesome. So you went, so what was the, like, what was the turning point? Was there, what happened that made you go, no more car business, let's be a realtor. Um, I worked about 80 hours a week in the car business. And so I was young doing it and I really liked it, but I was losing out on my life. I wasn't, I was, I guess, as foolish as many others are. I'm going to go into real estate so I can have a better schedule and, you know, work less and do all that. But, yeah, you know, we if know you that's wanna, not true. Right. Yeah, not at all. But at um, least you're so, out with other, I guess it was, a, you probably still work 80 hour weeks, but you're just not 
behind closed doors at a car dealership? Yeah, I, I think the, the main thing with um, what you do for a living is you have to love it. And I this may sound really corny, but um, I was on a vacation with my wife. We were in Portugal and um, I was having a wonderful time with her. We were enjoying everything. But in the back of my mind, I missed working. I, I wanted to come back to Miami and work. I, nothing to say anything about wow. her because I love her and I, yeah. I'm so blessed to have her. But yeah. I missed working. Yeah. And I really, really love what I do. And it doesn't feel like I'm working. Well, that's when you know you're doing the right thing, when you don't feel like you're working. So I always love to start, or like the question I kind of like to start around is, as you know, because you're such a great listener to the show, is what is it, and that's probably part of it, but what is it that makes you a top agent and so competitive in being a real estate agent over the rest of? Uh, so um, I've been doing real estate 14 years, and obviously this didn't, I didn't learn this until, a long time later, I tried doing everything in the past. And um, basically, I, the biggest thing, the biggest aha moment um, was thinking like a consumer rather than an agent and pretending I was that other person and trying to think from their point of view. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, I've been fortunate where I sell some expensive homes and I'm in the luxury market. But when I just to give you an example, I have a $5 million property for sale, mm -hmm. and I also have a, a rental for 1400 a month. And mm -hmm. I, I spent, I'm probably going to lose money on that rental, but I know that rental for that person means everything to them. That, that investment property is big for them. And when they see all my marketing and they see, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to get a lot of compliments, I don't want them to think that if I'm going to market their home, I'm going to use my iPhone. I want them to feel good about you know what I do, and so not looking at the ROI on each deal and looking at it on my business and building my business is the most important thing for me. Building relationships. Yeah, exactly. So you know, you said something, and you've said this before, and you um, it was part of what we kind of reviewed before the interview. Is you you have I'm reading it here as you sent to me. You never, ever, and never, ever, in all caps, forget just how many people's lives will be affected when they're buying a home. And that's, it's like, you know, you said you put yourself in the other person's shoes, but not just in their shoes, but so many people are affected in what you're doing every day to help them from the rental, which is the rentals and those relationships that are developed, as we know, that can lead to the stronger relationships, more referrals, and more transactions. Right. What is your greatest success or what are you most proud of um, in your career of being a real estate agent? So uh, a few years ago, probably five, six years ago, um, back then I used to I used to call people that had their home on the market that didn't sell, call expireds. And so I called this person and, you know, most people don't want to hear your calls, but I could tell when I, when I called them, I could tell that they were, they were a little bit worried. I could tell that there was something that they were feeling that needed to happen. So um, I spoke with the person and, cause I was surprised that their house didn't sell. And I asked them, I said, can you tell me your story? And so this person um, and their, the couple wanted to move back to New Jersey because their nephew was gonna be born at a certain time and they promised that they would be there. And they knew that if, and be there meaning living there. 
And they knew that they had a deadline. Their house was on the market. It didn't sell. And they didn't want to they didn't want to disappoint that person. So, I mean, this house wasn't even that expensive. It was about four hundred thousand. And I worked as hard as I could. I work hard anyways. But this house was on my mind 24 seven. And thankfully, thank God, we were able to get it done and they were able to move there. They're in New Jersey enjoying their nephew. So in talking to you, I feel like you have such an awareness and investment in your clients and not just the transaction. And that speaks volumes. Um, It reminds me of a stager I use and she's feng shui. And she talks about, you know, every day before she also sells real estate, which we should probably have her on the podcast. But she talks to me about like every day before we go out there, every single client and every single property to think about and send them our empathy and send them our blessings and send them our gratitude for their business so that we stay in that place. Because this is such a competitive industry. It's easy to get caught up in being number one in the deals and the ROI and all of that. But when you shift and go to exactly where you're talking about, it's amazing what comes of that. Um, What would you say, and I really want to know this because you're going from empathy and really feeling people's emotions to expired calls, which sounds like kind of a (laughs) oxymoron. Um, So what is your best source of business and how do you best win your business? So my best source of business is my brand. And what I, I'm fortunate where I get about three to 5,000 people visit my website every month. Three and, to 5,000 people visit. Yeah. I just want everybody to hear that. Amit just told us three to 5,000 people visit his personal website a month. That's huge. So go ahead. I just don't want us to miss what you said. <laughs> so I try and provide personal um, content that consumers are interested in. That's why I get a lot of views. And so with me, I use um, retargeting. So for those of you guys that don't know retargeting, it's basically if you go on Amazon or another type of website to buy something, you don't buy something and then that item follows them around while they're on Those shoes the I knew I shouldn't buy and they're still following <laughs> right, me like right. two months later. Yeah, and then I did buy them and they're really pretty. You wanna see? Okay. Right, so it, it works. <laughs> right, exactly. So so what the biggest problem that most agents, I think, and I, you know, I'm not an expert, but for me, this has worked. Agents will retarget, but they'll put messages that people aren't interested in. It'll be like, go to my website to view homes. That person wants to go to Zillow or Realtor.com or Trulia to go see homes. They don't care about a pers- uh, someone's personal website. So what I try and mix up is information that they would be interested in. Like one ad would be um, what 86 convicted burglars said they did to break into homes. Another ad. <laughs> That's genius. Can I borrow that? Seriously? Yeah. That's please. genius. Okay, keep going. This is good stuff. So, I love it. So another ad would be like the top Thai, top five Thai restaurants in town. So I like I like to eat more than anything. And so I go to restaurants and I have like a marketing mind. So I'm always thinking of no matter where I go, how can I use that in the future? And how could it help someone that's moving to Miami? So I went to these restaurants, took all these pictures, putting did yourself, my taste test. I, I'm yeah. going to say this. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to interrupt you again, but putting yourself in your clients and your customers' shoes. Just reiterating what you said from the beginning and yeah. what you're doing. But keep going. So you're going to restaurants. You're thinking about how you can better help your clients. Right. So I create an article. So I use, I use 
One of the things that I'm fortunate about is I have a strong network. I know agents in every country, I mean, every single state in the US, and I know agents in 57 countries. And these are like personal friends. You know, they're not just, um, I know their name. These are people that I know. So um, what I do is, so with this, I try and push social media a lot. So with this story, when I went to the Thai restaurant, I could share my pictures to Instagram, to Facebook. Then I write an article and I put it on my blog. So I get visitors to my blog. Then these people are getting um, retargeted with my ads. So besides the the top Thai restaurants, the next thing. Genius. Right. Thanks. The next thing would be some testimonials, maybe from some expireds or from happy happy clients. And then it would be, it's a mix of different ads. So I have like 30 or 40 ads. And then to give you an example, I went to the bank with my wife the other day, never met the person. And the person asked me how how my job at Compass is. And he looked at me and I looked at him because I didn't know him. And then he asked me how, he's like, yeah, I know you switched there from so-and-so. And I smiled and he's like, oh yeah, I see all your ads and I follow you on Facebook and the internet. So it was pretty cool. So now I'll add to that from my, I want to give everybody some, like, just to reiterate back to your point. I can't believe how many times I'm out and I introduce myself as Jerry Metcalf or they ask what I do and I'm like, I'm a real estate agent. They're like, oh, wait, you're, wait, who, Jerry? J-E-R-E? Are you J-E-R-E? Yeah, I'm J-E-R-E. Like, we need to do like a whole branding campaign on, are you J-E-R-E? This is, yeah, J-E-R-E. But it's back to what you said. I'm like, yeah, J, that's me, J-E-R-E, yay. But it's when you're doing it consistently, you know, for me, it's the podcast and the getting the podcast out and the marketing. But what you're doing is brilliant. So tell us a little more about the retargeted and where this began and how you implemented a strategy and kind of walk us through a little bit of right. like walk us through one of your best campaigns, maybe. Okay, so um, I think it's a lot of it's a combination of everything because so I I have there's I think every agent needs like um, either coaching or mentoring or something to get ideas. And one of the things about real estate is it's a difficult business. Every day we're going to have successes and failures. And if we don't have if it's our spouse or a partner or whoever, it's it's great, but it's a little bit different if they're not in our field. So it's important to have people that are like-minded and are doing mm-hmm. the same thing. So I use a company called Curator, and it doesn't have to be Curator. It could be any company, like coaching or whatever it is, or a Facebook mm-hmm. group. So within Curator, we have a mastermind group, and I'm able to get ideas and stuff. So I learned retargeting there. and. The main thing is within the group, when I when something good happens to me in real estate or something bad, I really want to tell my wife, but I want to tell the group a little bit sooner than my wife. You know, when you have people that are that close to you. So that that's I learned that a few years ago, retargeting. And then as I went along, I started getting better at writing because I'm not the best writer. But if you like every day when I'm with a client, their pain points that that client is going through. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking of like, for example, I had a, a couple that was looking for homes. We looked at a bunch of homes, we put in offers and the offers didn't get accepted. And then one day their offer got accepted. So I knew when I called them, they would, I would, you know, congratulate them. And while they were, while they would be excited about, you know, their offer getting accepted, 
they were going to be thinking, oh, wow, now what? You know, they were scared. Yeah. Everyone is excited and scared. So during that day, um, in a past situation, I knew that was going to happen. So every day when I come across these pain points, I write a topic. And then one day when I feel creative, I write an article about that or do a podcast about it. So just trying to get into the client's minds. That is really smart. So I keep telling everybody about this workshop. I've got Elevate 8, which we are I've done a few beta runs locally, but we talk about, when you talk about your client and you market, you've got to market to an audience, not just random, like how's this for sale? And you've got to speak to that person, just like you said, speaking to their pain points, what keeps them up at night, what, you know, what do they wake up from, what are their stresses, what are their biggest worries? So do you have an example for us of what one of your articles was? Like that kind of what you walked us through, what was the article or the blog? Yeah, it was a blog, so, right? What was it that came yeah, out of that? Yeah. Yeah. So so with that article, so what I do is this. I write a bunch of articles like these these things that sellers are thinking about, buyers are thinking about. And what the way I get them to, besides being with the people, when I'm done with a transaction, I'll ask the buyer or seller, and I've been doing this for years, if there was one thing you didn't if there was one thing you knew that you didn't know, what would it be? Yeah. And so yeah. I get all these I get all these topics. What a great question to ask every client. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. So so what I do is once I get the topics, I write the articles and then when I have a new client, whether it's a buyer or a seller or even a potential client, I I send them the articles. I'm like, I know you've done real estate. I know you bought and sold properties, but in my 15 years, 14, 15 years of doing real estate, these are the things that clients told me that were most important to them that they didn't know. So they'll read the articles, their expectations will be in line, and they'll get retargeted right. by stuff. Wow, oh my God, this is genius. So these articles that you're writing, what's the, um, it's a blog. Right, it's Which on my personal website. So is it your Reasons to Hire Me blog or your personal yeah, website? Yeah, okay. reasonstohireme.com, yeah. Okay, and is that also your website? Yeah, that's my website. So that's your website that has the blog on it? Just so everybody yeah. knows, especially me, where to find it. <laughs> this is good stuff. Um, so what is your biggest aha about this business? And you've been in business for, you've been a real estate agent for 14 years. Yeah. What's the biggest So, aha? So I think it, in the beginning, I thought I knew what it was, but it wasn't really me. I was thinking, you know, one of the things about being an agent, we probably, as many calls as we make, we get probably more of those with people trying to pitch us stuff every single day. And we always try and find the secret sauce to it, you know, but I think at the end of the day, it has to be something that you really enjoy and really enjoy doing. And for me, the biggest thing was looking at my business as an ROI on my business and not per transaction, you know, and looking at stuff through the consumer's eyes, those two things. Mm -hmm. I'm writing this down okay. so we can share it with everybody because I don't want to, this is good stuff. Um, so your biggest aha is not looking at the transaction, which I think is what everybody gravitates to. And oftentimes the, cons the consumers and customers out in the world think that their realtors are gravitating to because they probably often are because we're ranked on transactions or that's one way of ranking us. and um, again, looking at things through your consumer's eyes, which right. I'm going to add to that. I bet you're a great negotiator. 
I was in the car business for 11 years, so I'm pretty good. Right. So it, saying that, the only way to be able to negotiate well is being able to get in the other person's shoes. Right. Everybody knows, I think every interview now, this comes up, Chris Voss, never split the difference. Right. Don't forget to tag him, Isaac. But... <laughs> Because now he's reposting our now he's reposting and retweeting our interviews. Awesome! Because he is the best. He's literally changed my business. But it's being able not only to see it through their eyes, but align with them in conversation so that they feel and recognize that. So anyway, had to right. put it out there because you're exactly right. Um, who have you found? And you kind of touched on this, but we you may we may have you go into it deeper because you've kind of answered this, but. Who or where or with whom have you found the most support in your business? So I, two places. One is Curator. Um, so Curator, a lot of people um, have training as far as like coaching, like Tom Ferry, um, mm -hmm. Mike Ferry, just a, a bunch of different people. And so that's great. The training is great. But for me, Curator is like marketing coaching. So as an agent, we need to if we're great at marketing, the odds are we'll be able to help our, our clients the, in the best way. Mm -hmm. And so I get, I, I do, I have marketing coaching and within that we have a mastermind group of agents from all around the country and Canada. And every day people are posting like these aha moments that they're getting, things that they're collaborating with us. And because the information is so good, I have a notification every single time someone posts something. Oh, so like all day, every day, you're getting these all little day. inspirational pings and you probably yeah. are like, I needed that. I need it even if it's right. just a reminder. Because usually the truths are thing we already, things we already knew, we just needed to remember them. Right, exactly. So cura curators, so we can make sure we share that and tag them, Isaac, is <laughs> curator.com, I'm assuming? Yes. C-U-R-A-T-O-R? It, there's a Y, so oh, it's my cup. I don't know if you can oh, see let's it. Let's see, C U R A Y T O R for everybody listening on the audio version. C U R A C U R A Y T O R, and it's dot com. Correct. Awesome. Okay, thank you. And then you said two things. So it was curator, and then what was the other? And the question the other was is, the most important yeah. business. Yeah. Right. So. Um, Within my company Compass, we have an agent mastermind group. And um, one of our tags is um, collaborate without ego. And um, because of that, um, I'm able to speak and just every day, I got a call from someone in Ch from Chicago yesterday just talking about you know, my life and real estate. I never met that person before in my life. And having you know hundreds of people that I can speak with on a daily basis yeah, or communicate with online is incredible. So I'm now I'm going to really put you on the spot. And if you don't have the answer, okay. I'm going to look it up because I have it in here. But do okay. you remember, because I think this is fun to share with everybody, the eight, um, I think we call them principles of business at Compass. Um, I could do some of them. Um, dream big mm -hmm. is one. I'm testing you um, now. I've got the list right here, but go ahead. <laughs> you know, with me, when I heard the collaborate without ego, that was like. That's one I don't forget. Really, yeah. That's the one that really um, hit home. Um, one is like move fast. I'm, and I might be saying them incorrectly, 
But, well, how about um, this? So I'm not putting you on the spot. We'll go through them because I think these are fun. Okay. You brought them up and I think they're relevant. Thank you. So I'm going to run through all eight and then I want to get your feedback on each one. So there are dream big, move fast, learn from reality, be solutions driven, obsess about opportunity, collaborate without ego, maximize your strengths and balance back with passion. If, I mean, those eight things, Isaac, we're posting all those eight things on our on our message board. So number one, dream big. Yeah, um, I I try and look at the dream big from my my client's perspective, you know. And obviously, if we do good things, then you know, I guess it, um, it's normal that good things will happen to us. And even if they don't, we feel good about trying, you know. And dreaming big, I never forget like each client that they're dreaming big. They're they're moving usually. So their kids will have new friends, so their kids can go to a better school. So these homes and, you know, I never forget the dreaming big is about them dreaming big. And having us in their life opens up doors and opens their eyes to opportunities that they wouldn't have seen or known otherwise. Exactly. So we've got seven more, so I'm going to keep us moving, Okay. which is the next one. Move fast. Yeah, moving fast. Um, I, I, I'm a huge tennis fan and one of the best players, the number one player is Rafael Nadal. So one of the things why he does really well is he moves fast. If he has a great point, he doesn't think about it. If he has a bad point, he doesn't think about it. So I need to move past from my failures and my accomplishments. Love it. Learn from reality. Um, I need to get honest opinions from people and really not be upset and not take it personally. I need to not be emotionally and learn actually from reality. Right, which goes back into moving fast and um, is it Raphael at all? I know who yeah. it is, but uh, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, learn from reality. Like, it, just be real with yourself because it's self-deception that's in everybody's way usually. Be solutions driven. Yeah, so um, I think being solutions driven is like thinking like a consumer rather than an agent solutions driven to marketing is I can't market to say how great I am or what I did or what I sold, but rather speak to the consumer on what they're looking for. So solutions driven that way in marketing and what their pain points and what they want to know. Exactly. Exactly. Obsess about opportunity. There's so much opportunity nowadays with, with social media, with marketing. And so one of the things that I do, and I, I'll try to keep this quick, this answer, but I speak to an agent, one or two agents every week from around the country. And my goal is to help that agent. And I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm this really great guy, but I know that if I help people, that it'll do two things. Because our business, we're working so many hours. So even if I get zero out of helping that person business-wise, I've developed a re relationship and personally it, it helps me grow. So, so that. Which is huge. And which kind of goes back into collaborate without ego. I love how these, notice how these are crossing over. Yeah. Which the next one is collaborate without <laughs> ego. That's the sixth yes. of the eight. So in real estate, I, I noticed um, when I was, when I, you know, when we see how many numbers people do, a lot of times we, we, there, there are heroes or mentors, but I realized the people that do the absolute best in real estate are the ones that collaborate without ego. And, you know, I've always yeah. wanted to be like that. Yeah. And uh, real estate agents, I find my most favorite people in the world are real estate agents. 
I mean, some of that may be because we have things yeah. in common, but right, it's right. also because there's there's just there's something about when you're a realtor, you've got to be someone who is here to serve, someone who's generous, service oriented, especially when you get in this business. Um, that it just builds. Like sometimes I think maybe I love this business, but it just the character that it builds because of the challenges that we get to face every day and the cool, amazing people we get to meet that we wouldn't have met otherwise. Number seven is maximize your strengths. So yeah, I I think like there's a a Steve Jobs um, quote and I'm probably going to butcher it, but he said like in order, you should hire people that are smarter than you to tell you what to do rather than people that you're smarter than. So I, I always try and listen, even if the person is brand new and, but they do something differently than I do, I'm going to learn from them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and I, I don't, I was good at calling expireds, but I don't like doing it. And I know if I do it, I'll get burnt out and I won't do it. So I, I think um, spending time doing what you're good at is, you know, makes you a good agent instead of a bad agent. Exactly. And bounce back with passion. That's the number eight. Yeah. So it goes back to the Rafael Nadal thing about moving fast. Um, if something good happens to me, I'm not, I don't want my head to be filled with all this pride and stuff. Um, just like if something bad happens to me. So if something bad happens to me, it's next day. It's one of my old uh, brokers gave me the best four letters they could. N-E-X-T, next, you know? Yeah. You know, just forget about it and move on. N-E-X-T, yes, N-E-X-T. Faster than you can say it, too. That's how you should do it. Awesome. Um, So in our business, we are all faced with challenges that in the face of them, it's like, are you kidding me? Can you give us any stories or challenges or things that you've overcome that oh, yeah. Built character. Was, yeah, go, go, tell us this was, this was a crazy story. And so I, I used to call expireds. I went on the interview and um, so I thought everything went well. And while I was there, the person, this is many years ago, I was single and the lady just kept telling me about her sister. And I was oh, like, Oh okay, my God. You know, I see where this so, is going. This is awesome. I right, keep going. So then, then, you know, few days later, uh, I, you know, after I left, everything was going well. And then she kept telling me about her sister when I would call her. And then finally, she's like, no, I can't give this to you. You're not going to date my sister. I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so tell, yeah, was, tell us the good that came out of that. Never call expires again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the good that came out of that was um, I'm not always going to get hired. And it's, I shouldn't always think that if I didn't get hired by someone, that it's all about me. Sometimes people just click with other people. And, you know, that's just like how we were saying to like the NEXT, just next, you know? Yeah, it's not always about you. Right. I'm writing that down. I mean, we all know that, but that's such a good reminder because it's so easy to get caught up and, and forget that it's really not about you. Um, so one more question for you is does the company or broker you work with matter and why and how important is it to you yeah i i do i think it's huge and you know i've been fortunate where i've worked for some incredible brokers in my life and they're all awesome 
But I think depending on our career, depending on what we're looking for in our career, you'll sort of, um, a, a broker will be more or less important to you. And for me with Compass, I, I, I love them because like, just to give you an example, I have a marketing, every company has a marketing person for the company, mm -hmm. but they don't have a marketing person. So any time of the week, I can just go online and I can make an appointment with my marketing person for half an hour to an hour and a half, meet with them and they'll say, what do you want done? And I'll, they'll do it and it's for free. And they'll do it so quickly, like these retargeting ads that I told you about. Yeah. They did like 30 or 40 of them for me. And when they gave them to me, the first thing they said is, sorry, it took so long. It was like two weeks. And then they said they have one more question. And I'm like, sure, what do you need? When can we do then? When can we do more? I was like, okay, sure. You know, That's so awesome. to, yeah. yeah, so it depends on your career, what you want out of it. So for me, um, having someone that's incredible in market, marketing, collaborating, and can help me build my business. The biggest thing is collaborating without ego and having that marketing person for me. So yeah, brokers make a huge difference. And what is your favorite tool? Actually, I wanna ask you one more, and then we're gonna ask you about your favorite tool. If you were starting all over, and you had a few okay. hundred bucks, because I told you I might or might not ask this one, I'm feeling this one, so. Okay. If you were starting all over, and you had a few hundred bucks, no connections, no market knowledge, but you know what you know now, so you're just dropped like in the middle of another market with a couple hundred dollars, or let's say 500, what would you do with that money to launch your career and ensure your success? So if I had 200 bucks, what I would do is, I would just, I gave I you would... 500, but we can go with oh, 200. 500. Okay, we'll go with 500 then. Okay, so I would first, for the broker that I work for, I would scan, I would wait a few days before I spend the money. I would get the vibe and the agents, the best agents, but the agents that are, that are the best that would collaborate. And then I would, I would say, um, you know, basically that I, I really look up to them. And um, because they mean so much to me, I'd like to take them to a nice dinner with my wife. And I'd spend 500 bucks on that dinner, and then maybe they would mentor me. Wow, that's awesome. And then you'd have nothing to eat. I'm totally, I mean, for the rest of <laughs> that was only so for I, marketing. That is actually so, really, yeah, I've never heard that one. That's a really good one, but go ahead. Yeah, so I would hope that that person sees the value in me because as agents, we're pretty good at getting people to like us. And within that dinner, I would be able to get that person to like me and I would be able to work for them. Probably, I think I'd be able to convince them with a, $500 dinner, you know, and um, well, then, the agent would probably not let you pick up the tab. That's what would happen. And they'd hire you. So I'm guessing <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I wouldn't let you pick up the tab. But yeah, so if you were a new agent that only had, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, but no, that's great. So it's all about basically, I think the message is it's all about relationship building and not just with potential clients, but maybe even more importantly, other agents. Because that's where the deals come from, and that's what builds relationships and builds more knowledge and builds more resources so that we're better serving our clients and doing more and better deals. Um, what is your favorite tool that you think is most effective in your business and or for real estate agents? Um, tool would be, so like... App, CRM, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, so like for Compass, we have this tool called um, Network. So what Network does is... 
So when we have a listing or we're going on a listing appointment, um, I can go into that tool, I can put the address of the property, and within probably 10 or 15 seconds, it'll pull all the data, data being all the agents that have sold within the last year or whatever time period I wanna put. It would tell me also how many they've sold. It'll tell me what percentage of properties they've sold, like list price to sale price, and oh, wow. okay. listings. So it'll give me a bunch of data. And so if I get that listing, so if I'm competing against another agent, I'll know that information. And I'm not normally gonna bring up names on a listing appointment, but if the, if the seller does, then at least I'll know what I'm talking about a bit. Um, but more importantly, I'll use that data to pitch my listings too, because I know once I get that listing, if they've sold so many homes in this area, I'll be able to do it within like, a few minutes. So what else, what I do with that network, with that network tool, is you can export that information. So then there's a texting tool, and there's a bunch of them, easy texting or just other ones. Mm -hmm. So I'll pull that data, and I'll do a short text to the agent, and it would be like, I know you sell a lot of homes, you know, congratulations on selling so many homes in this area. I know you, that you're an expert, and this home is going to be coming on the market in a week, and I just wanted to share that with you before anyone else. Exactly. So yeah. Or thing, when there's a price adjustment or if exactly. you have a buyer that needs a house in that market, that's an agent that might have something pre-market. I mean, the list goes on, but go ahead. Yeah. So I did that recently. I have a property that's coming soon um, this week. And I had 78 conversations about that property doing that. Wow. That's huge. That's yeah. Huge. And it was, it was easy, quick. and So network yeah. is your tool. Yeah. That's huge. Um, if there were, and I love that feature, by the way. So if there were one book that you would recommend to us that you think we would get the most out of or that you've gotten the most out of in your life, um, especially particularly in business, what would it be? So um, I, I listen to a lot of books. I listen to about 50 a year. And um, if I had to read, I'd probably read one in a year. You know, you and I, I'm right there with you. I'm <laughs> audibles all the way. Exactly. So I'm, I'm actually on my third listening of building a story brand. It's by Donald Miller, and it is the best book I've ever read. Building a building. story brand. Yeah. So, so by Donald so Miller. Be, yeah, Donald Miller. And what so makes what it the, so great? Yeah. It's, it's basically a marketing book, but it's an enjoyable marketing book. And the basic, I guess, there's so much great information about it. But so the biggest thing is um, they, in the book, they call something mental calories. And mental calories is when we make things more difficult. Yes, keep going. So people should be able to look at anyone's website for five seconds and then turn away from it, like not look at it again. And they should be able to know exactly what that person does and just everything about that person's business. But agents, uh, and I did this in the past as well, we were so comfortable in trying to say how great we are and making it so difficult to understand the message instead of making it easy. So um, with this, the book, it gives incredible examples on just clarifying the message for people. I can't, I can't wait to read that. Build a Story Brand by Donald Yeah, Miller. Building a Story Brand, it's great. 
So in between my never split the difference because that's on autoplay <laughs> in my car, I'm going to flip back to build a story brand. <laughs> um, so if, so your favorite, I'm sorry, I'm like, I've got so many questions for you. So your favorite tool is network, your book, and then we're going to wrap it up with one final question. If there's okay. one thing, and I think I know what it is, but I can't wait to hear what you say. If there's one thing that you would hope that we get out of this interview, if we didn't get out any, get anything else, what would that be? Um, it would be to think like a consumer, not like an agent. And think about them, be in their shoes 100% of the time. Don't make it about the deal. Don't make it about saying how great we are, but thinking about like, okay, if this person moves, their, their seven-year-old son is gonna have new friends. They're probably gonna have their best friends in their life. And thinking about everything like that, rather than how, how I could say if I won an award or not, it's not about that. It's about doing, you know, thinking about the consumer. And it's sort of cliche, but it's so true if we really dig deep into it and it'll be so much better. I mean, that's just, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so true, like so true and so well put. Amit, you've been awesome. Is there anything else you should add or that we should ask you before we go? Um, no, I mean, I, I just can't wait to keep listening to your show. It's thank great. Thank you. Thank you for everything. And thank you for that awesome, awesome insight. I really appreciate it.